lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Indeed, it is time yet again. It is the headquarters of Team Sanity. This is the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand. You're on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, and Aaron McIntyre. They're here with me as well. Still sane. Still sane. Kind of. Kind of. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're looking for clips of the program that you can sample yourself or share with others, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. That's YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. And don't forget, there's never been a better time to subscribe to Blaze TV than right now. First of all, it's as important as ever for platforms like this to bring you real news and analysis. But secondly, we've made it as cheap as it's ever been too. Best discount ever. Just $5 and change is all it costs to get an annual subscription to Blaze TV right now at blazetv.com slash Dace. Use the promo code Steve. blazetv.com slash Dace. Use the promo code Steve. I've got to believe we're worth at least $5 and change a month. And if we're not, certainly in the vast stable Pantheon, that is uh, that is Blaze TV's roster uh, talent. Someone's got to be worth $5 and change. All right, blazetv.com uh, slash Dace, promo code Steve. It's a Wednesday, which means our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. And he just went all Sweden on our neighbor to the north, the state of Minnesota, pointing out, hey, they're bordered by a whole bunch of states that didn't, or a couple of states that didn't do lockdowns. And, and they've got one of the worst lockdowns in the country. So... Why are they underperforming the states that are around them? We're going to get into that with Daniel Horowitz coming up uh, at the, what, second hour of the show, bottom of the second hour. We'll have buy, sell, or hold, so who knows what cornucopia of topics uh, will be unfurled by Aaron uh, based on uh, the information and requests that you have sent to him. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were in lockdown. What happened while we were locked down brought to you by New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the New York Police Department to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping the disease and saving lives, period. Learning German today, today's phrase is they are not going to get away with what they did on the 9th of November, 1918. The day of reckoning has come. Sie werden nicht mit dem davon kommen, was sie am 9. November 1918 getan haben. Der Tag der Abrechnung ist gekommen. The US economy shrunk by nearly 5% in the first quarter and that was basically all in March. President Trump yesterday invoked the Defense Production Act and once again ordering meat processing plants to stay open after the White House was warned those plants could shut down 80% of their capacity. An onion farmer explains how the food supply chain is objectively and totally broken at least at the moment. Nobody wants those onions. I can give them away for a penny a pound and no one will take them. That's how much extra there is in the supply chain today. When you close every single restaurant, when you close all the restaurants, you change the whole supply chain. That road, that freeway uh, with the bridge that goes over the river, that bridge is out. If the bridge is out, you can't get the stuff from the farm to the city. And that's essentially what's going on right now. We 
can have all the onions that anybody needs. But if we can't get into the city, we still have to throw them away. That's the situation. And that's why you're seeing this. Joe Biden, your thoughts? If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have have economic intercourse around the world. Learning Chinese today. Today's phrase is ask your doomsday modeler if your wallet is healthy enough for economic intercourse. Speaking of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton endorsed him yesterday by women in our country has been classified as essential. For those of you listening, that's Joe Biden appearing to doze off as Clinton drones on. Speaking of the presidential race, current Michigan Congressman and former Republican Justin Amash announced he's forming an exploratory committee to run as a libertarian. Okay. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem received a parade in front of her residence as a thank you for not shutting her state down. The U.S. surpassed 1 million confirmed coronavirus cases yesterday. According to the CDC, all-cause deaths in the United States for January through April is nearly 20,000 deaths lower than last year over that same time period. And finally, in case you're wondering what the Air Force is up to during the pandemic, Master Sergeant Tristan McIntyre of Eglin Air Force Base in Florida explains. And yes, that's my brother. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage has a couple of different uh, sponsors today. Books, first of all. Uh, Roses are red. Social distancing, though, makes us blue. If you can't be with mom this Mother's Day, don't worry. They've got you covered. Maybe you can't give mom a hug, but you can send flowers from books.com. Their flowers, some of them are even from farms on the sides of volcanoes. So their flowers stay fresher, longer. And, fl- and flowers and plants, you know, they're known to reduce stress, boost productivity. I think we could use both of those things, a lot of that right now in America. That's the kind of economic intercourse we're looking for right now uh, in America. So now that we're spending more time at home, how about a little self-love to brighten your day? We don't want to know what Joe Biden thinks about that, though, do we? All right. And your own personal space at the exact same time. All right. So send smiles no matter the miles with books.com slash Steve. That's books.com slash Steve. Enter code Steve for 25% off your first order. So you get some economic self-love and economic intercourse. And mom is pleased all at the same time. It's a triple play from Books. All right. Books.com slash Steve. Enter promo code Steve to get 25% off of your first order. You want some of that action, Todd? 
after Black Mirror Update is over, I think I might change my handle to Economic Intercourse Update. <laughs> yeah, so far, nationally, we're just on, like, first base. But one of these days, yes. one of these days, this continues and governors Get keep opening third. up. We're going to head around third and have us some economic intercourse. Yeah, I could, I, I, frankly, I'm ashamed to admit in public how little economic intercourse I'm having right now. I got to tell you. But they say it happens when you get to this age. Do they have little blue coins for that? Does anybody know? Uh, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. As Iron Man once said, one in five. <laughs> yes. I mean, it happens to us all. Exactly. Uh, the other sponsor for Aaron's Montage uh, is uh, uh, your favorite electrolyte uh, from Idiocracy. I mean, the level of dumb. And I, we told you on this show yesterday, we don't, we, I don't believe, I can't speak for you two, but I, I don't believe we're ever going to see, when you get into a situation like this with government, where it clearly made a bad call, right? And the petty tyranny gets pettier. The gross, the, the government gross, grossness gets grosser, all right? The, the, the lies get more dishonest. The dumb gets dumber. Everything gets worse as you get down to the end before government is forced to relent that it, it blew it. Now, the final stage is where they try to put the boot to your throat. And, and as I pointed out to you yesterday, we're seeing some of that you know, you're getting some of those isolated stories, you know, the California beaches, what happened to them and the mom on the, uh, you know, with the playground and the dad playing t-ball with his daughter and the boys playing football in the park. And one of their teachers, apparently, or somebody comes by and says, I hope you get coronavirus and die. Right. You're seeing a little bit of that isolated cases, but not really too much of it in mass. I think the reason why is because you guys were smart out there in the audience and started protesting in your states before it could get to that point. And a lot of these states already saw protests. And so while they didn't get your governors to right away relent, what you did is you showed them, hey, if we're out here already, where, what are we going to be if, if you spinal tap this son of a gun? If you dial this thing up to 11, as Todd likes to say, if we're, if we're out here when it's dialed up to six, what do you think we're going to be doing when it's dialed up to 11, right? And so that's why I don't think we'll get to that final stage. I don't. I think also... While this has not been a good last week for him, I also think the guy in the White House understands that that's his base and would not. That's why you're seeing him sick, Bob, uh, you know, uh, Bill Barr on some of these uh, states with their uh, attacks on religious liberty and some of those things. I think he understands a lot of those people that are out there in those marches, even in the blue states, are his people. And he cannot be seen not coming to their aid when they're the ones taking preemptive action, taking the initiative to stand for their freedoms, right? So I don't think we'll get to that last stage. I think we're in the last stage right now. Like I pointed out yesterday, in the last stage is it's just the level of lying and dumbing. It's, it's just systemic. And a woman on my Facebook page uh, posted an article this morning. Uh, there's a story out of Texas. Seven, the 17-year-old dies of COVID-19, no underlying causes. And boy, it just so happens that that story comes out right after Governor Abbott starts to reopen the state. It's crazy I mean, timing. What, what, what's the man? Oh shucks! I mean, I, I should, some if we had, didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck at all, right? <laughs> okay. 
you know, just like it kind of came out when when Trump was really pushing hydroxychloroquine and right after that doctor at the Center for Infectious Diseases in, uh, I think it was New Jersey, went on Laura Ingram's show and said they're seeing amazing results with it. Suddenly we get this story of this woman, was it from Arizona, I think mm-hmm. it was, who said, I, I, my husband took this and died and blames it all on Trump and, oh, what the, what the timing, and I find out yesterday she's actually being investigated for poisoning him. Yeah. Uh, remember, and the, was, the, was the, the governor of Connecticut Oh, right after they did a shelter in place, we've got a little baby that died of COVID-19. That that was fake news. He should have been tarred and feathered for that, in my opinion. Okay. Um, So maybe that outlier happened. Maybe it did in Texas. It might have. I don't know. It would still be an outlier based on all of the data that we have. And, And also keep in mind, therefore, that if he just died yesterday... Did he, do you think that means he got, when Governor Abbott started the reopening, by the way, the reopening in Texas hasn't even started yet. It starts on Friday, guys. The reopening in Texas starts Friday. Hasn't even started yet. <laughs> All right? So. <laughs> this proves your point. You talked about Jesse yes. Kelly yesterday. The press and the left should have been able, if they were grownups, yes. to beat Donald Trump. They can't. No. It's not, impossible. Th- th- he, is, he, he should have served. I mean. <laughs> the 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 recession numbers that Aaron's talking about a four almost a five percent dip in GDP, okay, um, you know you guys know what's driving almost all of that right now because we're just getting into the lag time of what's going on with the retail industry restaurant industry that that's that's still to come and hoping with the, with these reopenings maybe it won't be as bad as we feared it was going to be even a few weeks ago. But you got to get major states on board like California and other major population centers, too. But what's driving almost all of that GDP decline that Aaron reported in his montage? Checks notes. Um, lack of demand for health care in America. That, that would be the same health care system that we had to shut the country down in order to save it from being overrun. And here we are seven weeks later. And that healthcare system, because of a lack of demand for it, is pushing this country into recession right now. The healthcare bubble just popped, like the housing bubble did in September of 2008. And that last statistic about total mortality being less than 20,000, that's a yo, man. Yeah. That's a yo. Yeah, I, I just, this is, this is really... Great job, everyone. I mean, great governing. Really, can't, can't thank you enough. Okay? So we had to shut the country down to avoid a healthcare crisis, but now we have an economic crisis because of a lack of demand for healthcare. This is idiocracy kind of stuff. We're like watering plants with Gatorade. And this is so stupid. It's so dumb. At this point, at this point, at the next White House Coronavirus Task Force, all I want to hear Dr. Anthony Fauci say is, leave me alone, I'm baiting. That's all I want to hear. That, I mean, that would be the perfect, the perfect walk-off line. It's funny because it's true. That's the, that's the perfect walk-off line for this whole thing. I just want to see, I want to see the little Napoleon stroll up to the microphone. All right, while he's lecturing us to never shake hands again, as with his bare hands, he grabs the spittle-riddled microphone that Donald Trump just spoke into, who's seven inches taller, and with his bare hands, squeezes it down to his face level and then rubs his face as he begins to talk. And all I want to hear him say next is, 
Leave me alone. I'm baiting. Eject. I'm out. <laughs> That's it. Those are his last words. It would be a fitting close. It's right up there with Rosebud. It's right up there with, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's right up, it's right up there with the last line to Eyes Wide Shut, Nicole Kidman says, that I cannot repeat on these airwaves. It's right up there. It's right up there. <laughs> I like those bookends for our nation's birth and demise. Give me liberty or give me death. Yeah. <laughs> leave, leave me alone, I'm baiting. Leave me alone. This is so dumb. It is so dumb. I I I mean the, the tragedy's dumb. I read a story from Fox News today, 70 dead bodies at a veterans home in Boston. Among the elderly there. 70 dead bodies. Who wanted old people to die again, Steve? We shut this whole thing down to stop old people from dying, and they're dying in waves in these nursing homes that we did not, apparently, or could not shut down. So while we instituted a quasi-police state, wrecked our, our, our food supply chain, started a recession, should I go on, okay? <laughs> Canceled everything. We ended up starting a, 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 a recession based on a lack of healthcare demand and to our shame still could not protect the most vulnerable among, among us. The plan instituted by the you hate your grandparents, Twitter mob, panic porn peddlers didn't protect our grandparents. They didn't protect their elderly. I, I just, you know, I... I now we've got two countries, Switzerland and Iceland, have now come out and said, I mean, there was literally a story out of, in Switzerland's media earlier this week saying it was okay for children to hug their grandparents again. I kid you not. I put it in my Facebook feed. It, they literally had, they, this was literally a story making, saying it was okay for, the, for you to hug your grandkids again. So, you know, we found out this yesterday that none of the American antibody tests so far, none of them, have included children in the sample. Minors are not in the sample. About 22 to 23 percent of the American population are minors. Is that a lot of people? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a, that's, that's a remember we remember yesterday we couldn't listen to those two ER doctors in California who were doing the actual testing we, we, because they weren't randomly sampled. So random samples apparently are superior to the actual sample, I guess. I, I, okay. All right. Whatever. April is the month of you're just being lied to. We've gone from assume you're being lied to, to you're just being lied to. You're just being lied to. I've, I've, I have chronicled this a lot over the last uh, 10 plus years of my 15 going on 15 years of my career here and full-time news media. And there have been, there's never been a higher concentration of lies than what I have seen here in this month of April. And now that these states are reopening, it's going to get a lot worse. University of Iowa, a month ago, told us they only had three COVID-19 patients. Today, they're telling us uh, the governor's reopening the state. Massive second wave. Okay. Um, the, the, by the way, did you guys see what the Bill and Melinda Gates model did with our home state of Iowa? After trying to bully yeah. our governor into staying shut down, saying, you're going to cause a, a terrible wave that hasn't happened yet. After she went ahead and called their bluff, they then retconned their own projection to say, well, you'll probably end up now with some, something around 300 some odd deaths by, you know, by August. I, I mean, the amount of lying here, I, I just can't even calculate it. 
what's happening. And it's going to get worse these next couple of weeks. I want to warn you. You know, we've been warned that a peak was coming here. It's always two weeks away. Okay. That is, if you don't live in New York City, New Orleans, the peak's over pretty much in Detroit. New Orleans, New York City. If you don't live there, you never really saw much of a peak. There is a peak coming, though, for the next couple of weeks. Going to warn you right now. If you thought the panic porn was bad before, boy, howdy. It's, I mean, it's the, the, the panic in a course you are about to see uh, is, 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 this is the, and it's, it will be the last gasp of the fear peddlers. But, but they are not going to go quietly. You need to know that. All right. So steal yourself. Do not. Do not tolerate it. Squash it. Every opportunity you get. Crush it. Don't allow it in your midst. Because it's it's good to get. If you thought it was gratuitous before. If you thought this, the stories of uh, uh, Trump killed my husband. Well, no, actually, I probably did. If, if you thought that stuff was bad before. These next couple of weeks, man, you're, if you're going you're gonna to pry this idol from their cold, dead fingers, prepare yourself for this. Next couple of weeks? How about till November? Well, that's true, too. It will sustain itself until then. You're exactly right. But you're going to see, just like we're going to have positive, we're going to have COVID issues for months, guys. Just like, because it's, it's a bad virus. It's just not the end of the world that we were, we were promised. Okay. Yeah. You're going to see this all election long. You bet you will. Yeah. But um, the next couple of weeks, because once, once, once states start opening and pay no attention to the 25, 50% numbers, because the same thing, the same thing with freedom works, the, that, that worked with lockdowns works with freedom too. Right. Very few of these states instituted a blanket lockdown of everything right away. It was, it, it was incremental to, um, uh, well, they'll tell the right, the, the, the right reason is they didn't want to overreact. <laughs> the real reason is they didn't want you to overreact. All right. That was the real reason. They didn't want y'all to overreact. So they just took things away little by little by little by little. You got a slouch towards Gomorrah. That's right. Even our home state and our governor, I haven't agreed with everything, but by and large, she has done a very good job. When you look at the totality of what what she was forced to navigate here, especially in, in comparison to many of her peers across the country. Okay. But, you know, claiming she never put a shelter in place in place is true. But it, there was a de facto one here for the last month or so because there was nowhere else to go. We can only go the same places. You know, I, I mean, you know, we don't have a subway system like you folks in New York City do, but we could only go to Costco, Target, and Walmart too, pretty much. Okay? Um, it, it just, without a shelter in place, in place, it just meant when I had a poker night with my buddies the other night, which I did, they can't, you know, you can't call the cops on us for having seven people in my home or whatever, right? Um, that's... that. What, what a shelter in place does is empowers Karen with her brown shirt. That's what a shelter in place does. And they wanted it and, bad. And they wanted it bad. I mean, and I got to say, I almost forgot to do this. And please forgive me. You know, we were handing out, we had some harsh things to say about what government has done here in the last month or in plus in this country. But, but friends, Romans, countrymen, I, I come not to bury Der Blasio, but to praise him. I, I mean, give him credit. 
before he put out the call to the Jews, he made sure to run his tweet through Google Translator so it was converted from German to English before it got tweeted out. And I just want to make sure that that's a level of administ administrative oversight that frankly has been lacking in, in much of this crisis. Um, that's a level of, 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 of thoroughness that we just frankly haven't seen from many layers of government, right? We've been pointing out the inconsistencies here on this show sure. all along. Mm -hmm. and, and so for, for Mayor de Blasio to realize that he needed to run his tweet warning the Jews of, uh, that he was coming for them and to round them up, uh, the, the fact that he remembered to run his tweet through the Google Translate so that it would be converted from German to English, I, I just think it, it, it's, we want to be fair on this show. If we're going to criticize, we need to compliment, guys. I mean, I, when, when, when the situation clearly calls for it. I concede your point. It is more breathtaking in the original German tongue, you have to admit. Well, it's, it's, it's like reading Shakespeare in the original Klingon. Sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I, I'm just... I can't stress this enough. The next couple of weeks, okay, the panic, the porn, the, the fake fear will be the worst, mark my words, it will be the worst of this entire saga so yeah. far. The, the prophets of scientism. Yes. The prophets of scientism did not have their, uh, did not have their calf lit on fire on their altar by their God. Uh, miraculously without them setting fire so they're just going to double down here uh for the next couple of weeks couple two three weeks they're they're, they're going, going to be to cutting themselves absolutely yep. and here's what we need to do we need to be like elijah on mount carmel hey, i don't know is, is, is your panic god taking a dump where's your panic god don't don't do not debate it mock it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it's not worthy of debate it's not so don't grant it no dignity for there's no dignity inherent to it. Give it none. Okay? A boot does not quarrel with an ant. A hammer does not argue with a nail. It simply applies its strength, leverage, and pressure. We will do the same. We will not argue with this anymore because all these arguments are dumb. All these arguments are bad. The new one is... That's the new one, right? Okay. Other than the fact that when they had the Spanish flu, and by the way, is it okay to call it? I thought you guys told me I couldn't call it the Spanish flu. That was racist, all right? But that notwithstanding, um, they were a decade away from penicillin, guys. A decade away from antibiotics. Decade away from penicillin. A decade away. A decade if you had a radio in your home, you were rich. Most people did not have traditional plumbing still. The light bulb was an innovation. Most people didn't have a phone. They went down to the general store to make a call. You didn't have cars. Most people didn't. And so if there was an emergency, most communities didn't have an ambulance, at least one that wasn't motorized. Childbirth was still one of the leading causes of death for women in America. I don't know. Uh, what about the second wave of smallpox in the 12th century? I mean, the level of advancement of medicine and culture from 100 years ago till now is incalculable. If you took someone from 1918 and brought them to 2020, they would think that the Pentagon had confirmed there were UFOs long before 48 hours ago. 
That's such a dumb argument. Don't entertain it at all. None. Hand sanitizer, what is it? They wouldn't know in 1918. You know what their hand sanitizer was? Well, Ma spit on her hands and washed my face. That's what it was in 1918. I mean, are you freaking kidding me with this crap? Don't, don't take it seriously. Because these people aren't serious. They just think they are, but they're not. All right? The only thing they're serious about is getting over on you. That's the only thing they're serious about. So no quarter, fire up the Led Zeppelin. I want to hear that John Paul Jones baseline. That's what I want to hear. No quarter. The response we will have these next couple of weeks to the level, to the level of gerblings that we're going to be subjected to will be to treat it with the maximum prejudice that it deserves, as well as a hefty dose of scorn and mockery. That, folks, that is... That's our election pledge to you. Todd, your thoughts. That's two in a row. I'm going to have to get a new pack. Yeah, it's like you were with me on Facebook last night uh, because, yeah, I... That's basically what I did. It, it was a disemboweling, and it was deserved, and it just had to happen because these these hall monitors that are still coming in on Facebook and trying to tisk-tisk, nope. No more. Crush. No mercy. Show none. For none will be granted to you. More in a moment. When life is in chaos, your home is your safe haven. Boy, that's certainly the case right now. Could be your most important asset, but are you sure you're the one that really owns it? Imagine getting evicted for non-payment of a loan that you never took out. It happened to Deborah, and it's happening everywhere. It's called home title theft, and the FBI FBI is calling it one of the fastest growing crime waves in the country. It's why I urge you to get home title lock. Your home's legal title is kept online, and thieves know it. They'll forge your signature on your home's title, and that's it. They can legally own your home, take out loans on your equity, Your bank doesn't cover you. Neither does your homeowner's insurance. The only way I know of to avoid this nightmare and possible eviction is with Home Title Lock. And you can go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim at HomeTitleLock.com. And then use the code Steve for 30 free days of protection to help you get through this crisis. HomeTitleLock.com is the website. Again, HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code Steve for 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get to it. Buy, Seller Hold begins. It's one of our favorite segments every week. Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, you out in the audience, will put forth uh, a series of theories, predictions, propositions. Todd, you and I are going to decide. It could be on any subject whatsoever. You and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Uh, We have to have at least one good reason why. (sighs) Is the right to hold still suspended or... In light of numerous states reop- beginning the reopening process. When's the last time either one of us have held anyways, regardless of that rule? All right. We, you know what? The right to hold is reinstated. You may hold. However, a reminder what happens if you do. The dude code calls for you to be uh, treated accordingly if you punk out. All right? 
So let us begin. Aaron. All right. We'll start with uh, Wesley D's Twitter talk show and Clown Emporium. And I I freaking love this guy. (laughs) Um, Since the second wave of COVID-19 is supposed to be far worse than the original wave, with what we're seeing via the antibody tests, is this possibly the second wave? And I think what he means by this Mm -hmm. is something interesting, Uh that this is actually what we're seeing right now is the second wave. It's funny that, uh, um, is it Wesley? It's funny Wesley would would proffer that because about three weeks ago, just monitoring the data, I sent a text to Daniel. And and the text I sent to him was that when New York was at its absolute epicenter. And uh, I, I, I sent a text to Daniel and said, hey, could this be the second wave? And could that be why many of these could that be another reason why these models were so far off embarrassingly bad in their projections because this was the second wave because we missed again the opportunity we had throughout january and february to lock this down and that in some respects new york city installed its own second wave with the amount of travel it continued to have ongoing um I mean, by, there are some estimates that, that New York City has five times the travel uh, to and from China and residents of Chinese Americans. When you combine all those numbers, I read some studies that estimate in a given year that they're five times higher than the next closest city in America, which is San Francisco. So did they make their second wave even worse? Because to their, in their defense, it wasn't on their radar in January, right? Then January 31st, the, the president starts to institute these restrictions on Chinese travel. But we know from the New York Times, looking at records of New York, that they still took in over 40,000 travelers from China after those restrictions were put into place. So is it possible that the, the reason why these things never came to fruition, Florida's elderly population never became, as you like to say, Todd, the smoldering ash that the models predicted, right? Um, that Wisconsin's election did not cause um, another wave of reinfection in the state. And if you look at what's gone on in Wisconsin since they held that election, almost all of its reinfections are from nursing homes and meatpacking plants. Okay. Could that be because this is the second wave? I haven't talked about this on the show because I think some of the other strains of data and theorizing we have are so likely and so accurate that there wasn't a reason to open up a, a third talking point that may not come to fruition and, and end up being as certain. But I, I'm just saying that I'm buying it, West, because I do think there's at least prima facie evidence that what you're asking has an, enough merit to at least investigate further. Yeah, totally agree with that. The only thing I would add is that none of that means that there's not another wave Agreed. coming sure. in mm-hmm. a wave that Agreed. will look yep. differently depending on where you are in the country and or the world. And that's the real wave. And then the panic wave based on, you know, test, 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 test that may or may not continue to go on. And then just having a number that they will use and abuse to get the kind of emotional response that they want in the media. The problem they'll have they, once they, I, I don't think I finished this point last hour or last segment because I just went off, but, the incrementalism of the lockdowns, they were once they began that process, 
know, that's, that's when I made the phone call home that day, almost two months ago now. Hey, we're going to go buy 30 days of grocery shopping because now that the door is open, they, they, will go, they will walk all the way through. The same applies to the reopening. Now that we're doing it, they won't be able to put the genie back in the bottle again. All right. What, because people are now going to say that, hey, we did this the first time and the numbers didn't come up. And now you want me to do it again. Uh, once, once the door is now, oh, that's, this is why the next couple of weeks, the panic porn is going to be the grossest and most, and the, and the, and the easiest to debunk, but they're just nasty too, like nasty levels of, 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 of stuff. Okay. It, it, it's not even like titillating. It's just like, it's just gross. I don't want to watch it. It's going to be that bad because they also know that once you incrementally give people a taste of freedom. So Texas is going to open up Friday, what, 25% occupancy for retail stores, restaurants, theaters, et cetera, right? That means, that means in about three or four days, it's going to be like 35% of the people. Are, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Our home yes. state's going to be 50%. See, see people, okay. are, people are knocking that as well. Yep. Just the way things work, they're not going to, okay, uh, there's uh, only 25%. Exactly. No. So it's 50% is the threshold in our state for the counties that are opening uh, on Friday. That means like they're going to be like 60, 65% in a few days. Because that's just the way that it works too. You give people a little taste of freedom. It, it's it's why people were out in mass the last week in our home state. Now that the now today it's chilly again. That's why I'm wearing this. But for the, pretty much the last week, it's been like 70 degrees, like almost every day. And so, what have you seen? People far less willing to obey this stuff. Okay, because they've got a little taste of freedom from the warm weather. So that works the other way too. And that's why the panic porn's going to get the nastiest and grossest it's been yet. Because they know that if there is a second wave. And, and these openings take place in mass before it, before it occurs, which by the way, if there is a second wave, what Dr. Fauci and his team have done are they, they, they produced it in my opinion. I will say that publicly because by, by, by denying us herd immunity or population immunity and taking all the healthy immune systems and putting them in quarantine, all right, they, they set the groundwork for a second wave of this. Okay. Or for another wave of this. So, social distancing, staying your ho- in your home. I want to say this too. It works, but it's not helpful. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. Like, if I want it, if, 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 I, if my lawn was too long, this is an extreme example. Not a moral equivalency, but I'm making an extreme analogy to make this point. If, if, if I'm frustrated that my mower won't start and my lawn is too long and the dandelions are there and all the weeds are there, all right. If I grab a flamethrower and just take take it take it to my lawn, <clears throat> does that work in cutting my lawn? You might have a go at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll cut my lawn, right? Well, I, I have less grass than how I started. Might also burn your house. But down. is it helpful? Is it helpful? Is it helpful? Is it helpful to what I would like my lawn to look like in the future? Is that a helpful measure? No. That no, it's not. That's kind of what you're getting at, right? Yes, that by 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 denying us and putting it off for as long as they did. They they set they sowed the seeds for another wave because we're short of herd immunity and population immunity almost everywhere in America. And so now we got to kind of do this the hard way when we, we could have done it a different way if we had followed more of a model of what Sweden did. If you look at what Israel's doing right now, Israel is swinging the pendulum from one extreme to the other. I mean, Israel did the most draconian lockdowns in the world that I saw. And now, starting on Friday, I think it is, 
they're now going, the kids are going back to school. They've got a point system where literally the healthier you are, the more they want you out and about now because they're seeing that in the end, they, this reaches the point of diminishing returns. If you've got an instant healthcare crisis, I argued, by the way. Remember, I argued, by the way. If it's as bad as you're warning me, we ought to be all quarantined right now. Do you guys remember me saying that? Like sure. March 10th, I said that. All right. But if you do that for too long a period of time and it doesn't, if it's Captain Trips, you keep people quarantined. Okay. But if it's not Captain Trips, you're putting off the herd immunity and population immunity we need to achieve and sowing the seeds for there to be aftershocks that can still be very painful. And so now we're at the point we kind of have to just grin and bear it because economically we can't bear this anymore now. Okay, because this has been mismanaged, frankly, across the board, it's been mismanaged, especially this month, especially after the data we got from the from the first few weeks of March. It's been heavily, you want to cut them slack in March? I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily, but I'm okay if you do. I understand why you would. But this month has been inexcusable. The public policy across the board from the White House task force on down has made all of it worse. All of it worse. And now we're sitting here at the end of April after 30 more days of the healthy people being quarantined. And we're still reading stories about 70 elderly vets coming out of nursing homes and body bags. Okay. At the end of April. All right. So this thing's this, the level of mismanagement everywhere to this thing with few exceptions is systemic and, and the worst, the worst <laughs> the worst management in the history of this country, worse than TARP, worse than Vietnam, worse than Iraq, name it, and then multiply it by 10. And the irony of the folly that Aaron just diagnosed is that it's actually built in to the flatten the curve model from the beginning. They never said they were going to stop That's the right. number of cases. That's they right. were actually going to stretch them out into the future. And now those very same people who believed in that as a religion are using this to say that you can stop the number of cases, which goes to the point that this whole thing is stupid. Yes. Yep. It's stupid or a scam. And it depends yes. on it's which person. Yes. And it's both. It depends on which who's and the individual person that's buying into it or peddling it. But it's always one of those two things. Uh, Trent Johnson says a dude drinking seltzer water, alcohol drinks like White Claws, Trulies, etc., is a dude code violation. Also, they are created by the devil. <laughs> well, I may buy on the last part. I don't know. I've not tried any of these things. They're really good. Are they good? Yes. I will tell you though. I feel hesitant. However. Because one of the things that you know, back in my drinking days, my buddies used to get on me about, I just, with limited exception, man, I never really developed a taste for beer. Like I liked Coors. For some reason, I liked Coors a lot. Stop. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> but I didn't like, I don't like Budweiser. I never developed. Now, I was in college and doing this stuff before microbreweries and all the, you know, Samuel Adams plane was edgy in 1991, let alone the autumn harvest and the, the summer mayonnaise or whatever, all these flavors they have now. Okay. <laughs> summer mayonnaise. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. But uh, <laughs> you don't say. So oh. I, so I can't tell you about, cause I would guess I'd like that stuff. Cause you guys know, I do like outlier like the pumpkin spice thing like I, like I do like the outlier taste like that so i could probably be down with some of that kind of stuff all right but back in the day man it was just uh um bud miller Coors, bush light you know what i'm saying i mean we, we didn't have sam adams and um you know what was heineken 
was like the it was like the it was like the outlier flavors. Um, it, this was pre microbreweries and all that kind of well, stuff. Sam Adams is the original micro. It is the original. Yes. You're right. And and so I just I never really developed a taste for it. And so after I turned 21 and I could legally do this, I'm just like, I really don't like this. You know, I, I could never get to a point where I just would drink a beer to watch a game, like or drink a beer with a steak because I didn't like the taste of it. So if I was drinking beer, it was for a specific purpose. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it wasn't because I liked the taste of it. It was to get somewhere with it. Um, so I, I just stopped drinking it. I haven't had a beer probably in 25 years. This is probably the last time I even tasted one. And so often the things that I liked to drink, I got mocked by my buddies, man, because I did. I liked the chick drinks. I used to drink what the chicks were drinking. Stuff like this, you know? I was much more into that than beer. So I, I feel as if I have lost the moral authority in this particular case to, to drop the hammer. And so I have to sell. I think you'll have please you'll be pleased with my response. But first point of clarification. I when I laughed about cores, it's not because there's anything wrong with cores. I can't stand the beer snobs. It's if it's a microbrew, you shouldn't that's just really, really dumb. I'd be happy to drink a cores. But when that was his Steve's first example, I knew he was stepping into uh-huh. uh, fragile waters uh, shall we say but no this is the case this is the perfect example of the dude code that if you own if you drink these drinks and have many other violations it's you're just in violation all over but if you are basically full dude like matthew mcconaughey like that's what it, but you have this one outlier as we stressed before mm-hmm. you can go f- the, the dude code allows for a full on embrace of like the outlier thing that is not within the dude code so St- steve ken as long as he was full dude code coherent mm-hmm. in most other facets you can be like maniacally outside of the dude code and be very much validating the entirety of the dude code and, and furthermore the dude, the dude code also rewards contrarian ingenuity right i'm just going to tell you flat out um there were certain there were certain benefits to enjoying the exact same drinks the chicks drank you know what i'm saying so um i suppose i could have been over there with all the meatheads putting out a case of bush light you know but see this is trick it life is hard sometimes but you could come up upon a group of five men talking yep they could all be drinking a White Claw. Four could be in violation of the dude code, and one of them could be like the Maximus of the dude code. It's possible. But- Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so I, That's I think... very well said. I, I think drinking these drinks is like, um, is like tax evasion. Al Capone didn't go, didn't go to, to prison for, uh, for tax evasion, even though he technically did. That was just the last straw. That was the thing that they brought him in on. It was for all the other things. Yes. So, so but, White Claws are like tax evasions of the, of the dude. But code. let me be clear. I would never drink White Claws. So just so you all know. Now, that was, that's the dude code right there. I, I act like I'm showing a little bit of mercy, but then I need you to know right away, yeah. under no conditions <laughs> would I touch that stuff. Yes. Right? I just, that needs to be reasserted. So we're all good here. <laughs> I think our work here is done. All right, we'll be back in a few minutes. All 
right, back here with Hour 2 live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. 888-933-93 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you do listen to the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, the more of those we get, the more it helps the show to grow. And thousands of you have done this for us already. Please uh, keep those coming. Thank you to those of you that already have. But if you haven't yet, hey, we could use all the help we could get. So let's keep those coming. Because for whatever reason, the more that you show that you like us, the more the algorithms are willing to help us find more people like you. All right. So this is how you help us help you. This is the part that you play in the show. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to Buy, Seller Hold Part 2, brought to you by Tommy John. And have you guys seen some of these clips now where people have been caught on TV? There was one on Good Morning America that went viral I yesterday. Love have you seen that this? so much, yeah. Where, see, I think a lot of you don't know this if you don't, if you're not like in your local TV studio. But in my sports days, I did a lot of like local TV sports when I was just the local sportscaster here in Des Moines, meaning I'd be on their stations frequently. And you'd go in there and because you're only watching on TV and you'd see everybody all dressed up. What you don't know, though, is those guys are sitting there wearing like boxer shorts or jeans or something. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're since everything is from the waist up and they have to be there for hours with makeup and everything else and getting the tape ready and, and their scripts for, you know, everything else. You know, if, if they're not doing like a full shot like the meteorologist does, if they're just at the, if, at the table like we are, they're often just sitting there in like, you know, shorts and jeans or whatever while they're all dressed up up here, right? And so with this quarantine, what we're seeing now, there was the one at Good Morning America yesterday where the guys, they, they he didn't realize that his camera on his Skype w- went too low. And so you picked up him sitting in his boxers um, in front of the camera while he is, uh, you know, sitting there with a shirt and a tie. So I could, I could give you, I think a lot of us are sitting around in our boxers more than we ever have before. And a lot of us are working more in our boxes. Those of us that have been blessed to get to keep our jobs during this are working more in our boxers than we ever have before. So I can tell you all about Tommy John's no wedgie guarantee. I can tell you all about the fact, you know, that the band doesn't flap over and bent and bend and do everything else. That, that stuff's all true. But here's the best thing I can tell you about Tommy John underwear. This is the best endorsement I could give. They've got all these talking points here they want me to share with you. Let me share with one share one with you that's very personal. All right? Whenever or, or most of the time when we talk about a product on this show, we get a chance to sample it first in order to see, hey, is is it up to snuff? Is it worth, you know, telling you guys about putting our name on it? It's rare and a lot of it too is just simply because a lot of it is is services that you'd like only need like maybe one time, right? But it's not often that I will then after getting a free sample, because a lot of times the free samples we get are generous and so there's no need to go buy more of your own. It is not often though after getting a free sample that I will then dip into my wallet and say, hey, I need more of that and order it myself. And I did that with this product. I can't give it a better endorsement other than they gave me some for free that wasn't good enough. I needed more. So I paid out of my own pocket to buy more. All right. That's how much I like this underwear. All right. So if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, they have stuff for women as well. Okay. But um, guys, if you're just looking for it's the best underwear I've ever tried uh, from working out, sitting around everything. All right. Big fan. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Steve to get 25% off of your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve for 25% off 
off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash Steve. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold part due. Aaron. All right, we'll start with Aaron Rialli, who says, with the selection of Chase Young, the Redskins became a top 10 front seven. Young, Allen, Payne, uh, Ioannidis, Kerrigan, Sweat, and Foster, but not yet a top 10 defense. So top 10, front seven, not a top 10 defense. Do you buy that? Uh, I do buy that. I, I think it'll be difficult for them to be top 10 in defense because of the state of their offense. Um, that's where complementary football comes into play. I think their defensive front is fine. and But here's the thing. it does That defensive front could be the purple people eaters. If Dwayne Haskins doesn't develop into a quarterback, it, it's irrelevant. I mean, the, the three P's of building a team in today's NFL. Three P's. Number one, you need to have a dynamic passer. Well, Steve, look at the 49ers got to the Super Bowl last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, is he dynamic? Well, they thought he was. I mean, they 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 paid quite a price to acquire him. But so so that was the first move they made was getting him with the new that the first the, the new GM and the new staff there. The first major move they move they made was to acquire him because they understood that's step one. You have to have a dynamic passer. Number two, you have to be able to protect that passer. Because if they're on their back, it doesn't matter how dynamic they are, right? And then number three, you've got to be able with just your front to pressure the other team's dynamic passer. If you blitz Aaron Rodgers, he's 36 years old. He's seen it all. He knows he he knows where you're he can call your defensive signals for you at the line of scrimmage. So can Matt Stafford and and most of these Ben Ben Roethlisberger, pick your veteran quarterback. What's scary about Pat Mahomes is he's not at that point yet. And he's already doing this stuff. What's it going to be like when he is at the point where he knows what defense you're in before you, when, when the linebackers are still telling the safeties what defensive keys they're in and he, how good's he going to be when he goes to the line of scrimmage and says, Hey, you guys are in a cover too under, <laughs> I mean, when he gets that good, um, look out, right? But Tom Brady knows what your def- Tom Brady doesn't need to hear your defensive huddle. He knows what defense you're in, in, in a nanosecond. All right. So the level of, of ability of these guys. You're in a league where 15 guys a year now are like throwing 30 touchdowns. I've been watching some old NFL games, the actual broadcast on YouTube and it's, and stuff from the early eighties and the seventies, you know, and it's fascinating to see Terry Bradshaw have 23 interceptions and 14 touchdowns. And for the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. And I, 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 Phil Sims, the year the Giants won it with Bill Parcells, their first Super Bowl in 86. He was the second leading passer in the NFL that year. He threw for 3,251 3, 3, yards. I mean, backup quarterbacks can throw for 3,251 yards and they play enough games nowadays. He had 21 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. For the for the best team in the NFL that year, the the difference in the game nowadays, the quality and depth of the quarterback play. If you can't pressure those guys without blitzing them, you're doomed. You're doomed. Now you got to blitz sometimes. You can't just let them, you know, see the same front four or front three every time. You got you got to give them different looks. But if you're not able to get pressure on the quarterback with just the guys you have up front. And you always have to bring somebody extra. So they already know who they, they know where the hot read is every single time before the ball is snapped. It, you, they'll turn you into a seven on seven. So, but that's the third step. If you can't, if you don't have a dynamic passer, it, it doesn't matter, man. You throw Carl Eller and Allen Page. It doesn't matter. If Dwayne Haskins isn't a good quarterback, they're not going to win a lot of games. 
And the only thing I guess I would add, and only because I don't think it's been mentioned yet, but that, listen, the Cowboys and the Eagles aren't going to be any worse this year. They may likely be better. And the Giants, I think, will offensively will definitely be better than they were last year. So it's just not going to get any easier. That's a good point, too. Yep. Uh, let's see. Chia Jesus, Nehemiah chapter five says the notion. <laughs> Some of these names. <laughs> the, the notion of UFOs being extraterrestrials on a joy ride slash safari slash expedition through our atmosphere is let, less gut wrenching than China having advanced weapon technology we can't identify. Oh, bye. that's a good point. It is. Bye. 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 This, so what stays, what's said in the overtime stays in the overtime. This We were talking about potential explanations for the Pentagon's verification this week that UFOs are real. All right. Um, And this is another one that if you have another, if you've got a rival state out there that has created uh, weaponry that redefines some of the, the laws of aeronautics or it was, it can, can work, you know, uh, with anti-gravity and things of that nature it's probably much better to believe that the Vulcans are just here on a routine uh, expedition. Than the Wuhan Wuhan lab of aviation is going on. Probably it's probably easier and more satisfying to think that the Vulcans are just waiting for Zephram Cochran to show them a warp signature. And so they're just here panning for humanity waiting. All right. For us to evolve than to find out that the Wuhan that that, that right next to the Wuhan viral lab is the Wuhan center for aeronautics. (laughs) I'd be much more comforted by Vulcans just kind of hanging out in the bushes waiting for the warp signature than the Wuhan center for aeronautics. Wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I would too. You bet. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, Revy G says, I know I'm being a little over optimistic, but the Miami Dolphins will go eight and eight. Um, I could buy that. I think that division is heavily in flux. I think the Buffalo Bills are the favorite, but I don't, you know, I don't think that that's a team that you just say in any division, they'd be the favorite. I think they're the favorite because of the division they're in, right? The Patriots are even admitting now that, um, the plan of not coming out of the draft with a quarterback was not their plan. Belichick admitted that. I wouldn't be surprised if they took a flyer on Cam Newton, just gave him a one-year deal and see if he could come in and compete. But not being there, their entire off-season program really would put him behind the eight ball. I, I, I kind of get the feeling that the Patriots have just decided that this year is a gimme. That if Belichick can cobble together with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback, um, he can cobble together nine and seven and make a wild card without Tom Brady. It cements his genius. Or if they totally tank, then he just drafts Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. You know, if they go like four and 12 or three and 13, then he just drafts one of those guys and, you know, reboots it. You know what I'm saying? So this year's kind of gravy for New England. There's very, the, the, they can't lose either way. If they, if they exceed expectations, Belichick's genius is just reconfirmed. And if they don't, then Belichick's genius isn't tainted at all because he's got a built in excuse. And you just, hey, we're like the Dolphins tank for Tua. We're tanking for Trevor. We're tanking for Justin Fields, right? So I think there, there are eight potential wins in that division. Even if Tua is not healthy to go all the way this year, Ryan Fitzpatrick to get enough quarterback to win you six, seven games. Won five last year. So, yeah, I could see that. I could buy that. Yeah, I'm not strongly opposed. I'll buy. Let's see. International House of Bo says coronavirus was created in a lab to fight against the alien <laughs> UFOs that the Pentagon declassified this week. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> no. 
Uh, so. um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. What if the Shycoms came out with that as an excuse? All right, guys, here's what was really going on. <laughs> the aliens are coming. All right. Our military attache verified to us that UFOs are real as well. And just like in the War of the Worlds, when they found out, wasn't it the common cold in the War of the Worlds? And HG, wasn't that the cold virus? Isn't that what killed the Martians in the War, in War of the Worlds, if I recall? I honestly don't recall. I think it was. And so we've literally been experimenting on viruses. And in multi in 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 zero grav environments and everything else, trying to figure out could we use these as biological weapons against an alien invasion? What if the Shycoms came out with that? That's never mind. Uh, the reaction I'm getting, it's, it doesn't. H, it, it, okay. You know, I just okay. want to take this opportunity to re- remind you that H.G. Wells is indeed an alumnus of uh, Imperial College UK. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined, says uh, Joe Biden Another is still great the name. Democratic uh, nominee for president on July 4th. I mean, those videos yesterday, guys. I mean, the fumbling around, the economic intercourse, looking like he's asleep when Hillary's talking. I mean... When is the... Uh, they've pushed it. It was supposed to be July 13th. I think they've pushed it back to September now. The yeah, Democratic it's like, convention, uh, right? I'll buy that he's still around on July 4th. I'll buy that too. But I, I really don't believe he's going to be the nominee. Yeah, uh, Plausible. Uh, more than plausible. Ben Owl says, aliens get invited to speak at CPAC <laughs> before Steve does. Uh, especially if they're the illegal invi- variety. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I'm saying, G? So I'm going to buy that, yeah. I'll sell. You know, there's a there's a new chance, even if it's marginal. Okay. All right. Uh, Pastor Sam Burton says the 2021 Super Bowl is slated for February 7th and will be played on that exact day. Bye. NFL's playing, y'all. I mean, they'll play in Sweden, Iceland, Taiwan, New Zealand. That's opening back up. I mean, dude, Israel, they're playing. Okay. They are playing. I mean, if Governor Newsom wants to play hardball, they'll just have the Rams, you know, play their home games, you know, uh, in uh, in in, in uh, uh, Tokyo. But they're playing. NFL is going to play. All that television revenue that they lose is in the is in the oh, the billion. It's in. I can't even. We have state budgets that aren't in this country that are not as large as the amount of money that will be lost if the NFL does not play. They're playing. All right? You know, if you want to debate me on college football, I think they're playing too. Because if they don't, like, all whole athletic departments are going to go under. But I could also see college football maybe, you know, uh, scale the schedule back or do something as a, a mitigating measure. I don't think that will happen either, by the way. But I could, that's far more likely in college football in the NFL. The NFL is playing. I mean, if the Superdome has to be in a hermetically sealed dome with no fans and only credentialed media and family members that have all been blood tested and swabbed and have a, have a digital temperature contact tracer on them in the stadium, there's no way they're not playing a Super Bowl, especially if it's a quarantine still. 
all those people. I mean, folks, they just had 60 million people or whatever it was tune in to watch the NFL draft over the course of four different or three different days. You think with all that massive captive audience, they're going to say, hey, we're not going to do the most watched television event in the world every year. No, no. NFL is playing. Bye. I, I buy the gist of that argument, but I'm going to sell only because you were so specific about that date. Based on the things we've talked about uh, with the potential for spikes and the NFL's own, as I've, I've, I'm irritated by it when I listen to sports here radio and and all the nfl girls talk well it takes six weeks to ramp this thing up as listen if if you really want it come on you would make this thing happen without that six weeks but if they're married to it i could see everything getting pushed back like a month or something like that so i'm focusing on the date and i'll sell along those lines here's why okay i kind of agree with that but here's why even if they had to push the season back a month the Super Bowl is still going to be played in February. Even if it's not February 7th, why it would still be in February. What are the three sweeps? It's why they moved it to February in the first place. They, the, the real reason, they, the, the right reason is, well, we wanted to have double bye weeks to give the players rest. The real reason is, what are the most valuable months of television advertising at a premium? The sweeps months, and they are May, November, and what's the third? February is. That's why the Super Bowl is in February so that they can move it into sweeps month and charge even more for those ads. That's why. That's why this Super Bowl will be in February too. Maybe it does get pushed back a couple of weeks, maybe, but it'll be in February. They're not going to lose those sweep months ad rates. You look at the amount of ad money they just made off this draft, what they were selling those ads for. I mean, they were, I mean, those were premium major event dollars that they just got. They're not going to say no to those sweeps months uh, ad rates. All right, moving on. This is Garrett Humbertson, who says the top five phrases of 2020 that need to be Epstein's. Number five, flatten the curve. Number four, safer at home. Number three, trust the experts. Number two, we're all on this together. And number one, wait two more weeks. I, that's, that is cash money. That's a magnet. That's, that's, a, that's a symphony. I'm not, they're even in the right order, man. I wouldn't change anything. You succeeded to the point that my blood pressure just spiked dramatically <laughs> by that reading. So well done. That's very well done. Yep. Uh, Nick says the Chiefs won't make it past Wild Card Weekend. Sell. So, I could buy that. Just because of the high variance. The, it's, this is such a high variance league that I could buy that. I could. But I also think teams with returning veteran quarterbacks and consistency of the offensive system are going to have massive advantages. In fact, back to the Dolphins question, it is far more likely they will go 8-8. Eight and eight. Tua Tagovailoa is a generational type of talent. If he can stay healthy. Generational talent. Far, far higher ceiling than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And in a normal year, if he had mini camp and OTAs and everything else to go to, still have a you'd still be better off starting him as a rookie over Ryan Fitzpatrick. But this is not a normal year, and you're not going to have any of those things. So, the Dolphins have a much better chance of going eight and eight with Ryan Fitzpatrick this year than they do with Tua. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're a team that has consistency at quarterback and an, and at an offensive coordinator, so your quarterback didn't have to learn a new system; it's what he's used to already. So you start looking at those kinds of teams. I think they will have huge advantages in, in this year because of the lack of off-season prep. Teams that also aren't going to have to rely on rookie wide receivers. 
because the timing and everything that it goes in, you can even read the coverages, but the how fast these guys have to move, one half nano false step, and that's the difference between that ball getting completed on third and five or not. So teams that, maybe I'm kind of giving you some free handicapping advice right now. If you're looking at NFL win totals, I'd be looking at teams that have proven veteran quarterbacks that you know are going to be healthy and the same offensive coordinator they had last year. So, the, so the, the, there's consistency there. And then the third ingredient is who doesn't require a hefty contribution from a rookie wide receiver. Now, now a, an, an, an exception could be made for what the Raiders did with Henry Ruggs because he just has a level of speed that you can just have him run a nine route. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Henry Ruggs, just go out there and run a nine route five times and catch one of them and that might win the game for us. You could rely on a guy with that level of speed. That's Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need to know your route tree. He doesn't need to know this all 75 pages of the playbook. We're just, you're just running nine routes this year for us and make sure, and we want that safety out of the box. You're just running nine routes, extend that defense. That's all we're having you do. So I don't know that that applies to a Henry Ruggs as much as like a Jerry Judy or a CeeDee Lamb kind of receiver. So again, to recap, veteran proven quarterback who's healthy with the same offensive coordinator, so stability in the system, and then doesn't require a hefty contribution from a rookie or I'll even throw in a free agent wide receiver. Start looking at teams that check those boxes. The Chiefs do check those boxes, by the way. But I could still buy it because it is such a high variance sport. I mean, if Pat Mahomes gets hurt week four, blows an Achilles, they're going five and 11. That's just the reality. Oh, yeah. That's the, if you've seen that, I've seen it the last couple of years, the Lions. You saw it a couple of times with your Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That's just the reality. No one, very few teams have got a Don Strock coming off the bench. You know, the Saints did last year with Teddy Bridgewater, and then it cost him because Teddy Bridgewater left and, and is starting somewhere else now. So Part of this also, it supposes, obviously, that they have to play in Wild Card Weekend. I, I mean, I, I don't think that conference stinks, but I, I really don't think Denver... San Diego and the Raiders are prepared to take the mantle from them. That's a good point, too. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scotty B says mask versus no mask becomes its own religion by fall of this year. Oh, bye. Yeah. Bye. I, I mean, I had um, uh, the mask debate is becoming like um, the part of the vaccine debate I don't get. I I get the meta. I get the meta narrative of the vaccine debate. I get, I get why both sides think the way that they do. Okay. What I don't understand though, is the part of the vaccine debate that, um, well, Todd didn't vaccinate his kids for measles. And so that's why measles came back. Aren't your kids vaccinated for measles? Well, if, if you, if your measles vaccine didn't save you from Todd's kids, why the hell did you get a measles vaccine? What, what, what good is it to you then? You know, I've, I've said here for the last five years next to a guy that is a massive vaccination skeptic. I'm not. You know why? Through many a cold and flu season in the winter in Iowa. You know why I'm not worried about it? Because I'm vaccinated, maybe. Like if I wasn't vaccinated, I'd be really worried. Or, like, shouldn't I be more worried about the fact, what are you carrying? If I'm, I, 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 how many sick days have I taken other than when I thought I was having a heart attack and it was heart palpitations for caffeine? How many sick days have I taken the last few years? Very, Very few. few yeah. yeah. So. You know what you're pulling right here? I love it. Oh, it's a great line in all of cinema. It's time to ask yourself, Dr. Jones, what do you believe? Yeah. yeah. So the reason why I'm not worried about, there's some of what, some of what Todd believes I, I think has merit. 
This is, which is why we haven't gotten, we're not like militantly pro-vaccination. My kids haven't been given like 70 vaccines. Okay. You know, we look at the debt, we look at it and decide whether we think this is something to be seriously concerned about or not. So I think some of his skepticism has merit. I don't believe it has wholesale merit because if I did, guess what that would make me? I'd be, I'd be where you're at. Right. But guess why I'm not concerned that you disagree with me on this because I I'm vaccinated. And so I'm not really worried. You know, I, I got all my booster and immunizations updated to go to Haiti seven years ago. I mean, I, I, that's the same argument with the masks. So if you're wearing a mask at Walmart, why do you care if I'm not? You don't need to, if the mask is protecting you, because here's what masks do. They, they stop and they don't stop infection from going out. They stop it from coming in. We heard that from Dr. Atlas, right? The reason they're wearing masks in the OR is to stop the infection from coming in. Okay. So if you're, if you're wearing a mask and I'm not, why do you care that I'm not wearing one? If your mask is working as intended, it, me not wearing one should make you, should not make me, me, in fact, if your mask is working as working as intended, if you're the only one at Walmart wearing one and no one else is, why are you concerned? I mean, I, I spent days in Haiti amongst dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of children that I was told not to touch because of what's going on down there. I came home after hanging out with those kids and I, we didn't touch. It was really hard not to. Many of them were very adorable and could really use a hug. Not hugging those kids in Haiti is frankly one of the hardest temptations I've had to resist in my entire life. But sat next to them, talked to them. I was shoulder to shoulder with them for days. And I went right back home and hugged all my kids. I didn't, I didn't infest them with Haiti. Why? Because I'm vaccinated and so are they. So we didn't have to worry about getting Haiti on us. Same thing at Walmart. Shouldn't it be the same thing with your mask? If you're the only one wearing a mask and no one else is, if your mask is working as intended, what, why are you afraid then? If you'd only be afraid if the mask doesn't work. Or, I mean, you're just a complete and total wuss. And that's always a possibility too. Todd? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, this is, you want to talk about like dude code violations right now with the mania around masks when all of the same experts telling to use them now two months ago were saying don't use masks i mean no yeah moving on uh the good twin says top 10 corona fascists number 10 judge clay jenkins down in uh, dallas county i believe uh number nine blackface northam number eight eric garchetti uh number seven jay inslee number six phil murphy five andy Bashir. four gretchen whitmer three andrew cuomo two bill de blasio and one Gavin Newsom. It's a pretty I, good list. It's a good list. I, I don't like the order there, so I got to sell. I think Andrew Cuomo is actually too high uh, on the list. I think Eric Garcetti's way too low. In fact, I'd put him like number one on the list, if, if, and not him, de Blasio. Snitches get rewards. Yeah, I mean, de, yeah. de Blasio and Garcetti are one and two, and if you want to put him in any order, fine. Third has got to be Judge Clay Jenkins, all yep. right, for acting as if he is like supreme potentate of Dallas County. So those are your top three. Well, no, and Gretchen Whitmer, forgot about her. Right? I, those I, are your Mount Rushmore. Yes, of, thank yeah. you, thank you. Mm-hmm. You have to. I've got a bias. I think she's a smoke show, and so I have a tendency to be to, to be lenient on her when I should not be. So forgive me. Okay, so that's your Mount Rushmore. Those four are in a class by themselves. All right, De, 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 De Blasio, Whitmer, 
um, Garcetti and Jenkins. Actually, I forgot about Northern. Sorry, so it's oh, five. Yeah. So North, Northern's just maybe the worst human being to hold public office in America right now. So those five have got to be in a class by themselves, in my view. Well, you're forgetting about Jay Inslee, too. He's been pretty bad. Yeah, he has been pretty bad. But I, but so those six, just keep going. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> Ten, perfect. Tarred Thank feathered you. Them. Yeah, they're all tarred and feathered. Every last one of them. Yes. Oh yeah. There. That. Yes. Yes. We need to bring that back. By the way, I wish I had the Batman esque capacity to tar and feather and get away with it because it would have happened by now. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Chuck Gregory, who says Major League Baseball returns late June, 4th of July, plays 100-game season and three-division system highlighted by uh, USA Today yesterday. Players agree due to ma- uh, monetary necessity. Do you buy, sell, or hold this uh, proposal that MLB has for doing three divisions of 10 teams each in a 100-game season? I could buy that. I love the flexibility of yeah. any kind to make it happen, so buy. Yeah, I could buy that. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right. Woe and lamentation coming your way very shortly. Our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Minnesota, what you doing? We'll find out next. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. Let's get right to it. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation joining us now, our good friend, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? Doing all right. Thank God Blaze TV is still on the air. We are still here. So you did a little research this week, and you've got a piece out of Conservative Review that I want to have you discuss with our audience about the curious case of the state of Minnesota. So, so set this up for us, first of all. What prompted you to dig into what's going on there? Sure. Obviously, I was seeing a lot of severe fascism uh, emanating from Governor Tim Waltz, Waltzing Waltz, where he would go and build into his edicts. You know, anyone could just legislate unilaterally now prison time, specifically prison time for all of his unconstitutional restrictions on businesses opening and physical movement. And I said, wait a minute, you know, Minnesota is kind of up there in the upper Midwest where it seems like it hasn't been too bad. Um, Why in the world are we doing this there? And then I saw another article about cancer patients dying from the Star Tribune, cancer patients, um, vital uh, children's um, orthopedic surgeries. I mean, really hardcore stuff, uh, heart valve surgeries, pacemakers being put off, um, 30,000 Mayo Clinic employees being furloughed that's 40 percent of their workforce um the mayo clinic is where so many go for complex procedures and i said to myself man i mean how how many lives are being lost from that and then for what and then i saw well they had 300 people die from covid and then i said to myself wait a minute aren't they around all those states that didn't shut down like your own iowa Mm -hmm. didn't at at least formally have a stay-at-home order And it really has the distinction of being one of the only states that's enveloped by um, states that didn't shut down, Iowa to its south and the Dakotas to the west. And I took a look and I saw that although Minnesota didn't have that many deaths, which should never have been a pretext for a shutdown, actually the other states that they all said would get slaughtered had fewer fatalities per million people. So you're comparing apples and apples. And then I saw, wait a minute. You now have worse unemployment in Minnesota than New York State. 
Wow. Okay, South Dakota has the lowest. South Dakota has one-fourth the fatality rate per million people than Minnesota, and it has one-third the unemployment rate. That means that this man managed to lock down his state that already wasn't a hot spot, achieve a, a, a worse result than th those that didn't shut down, and accomplish nothing but bankrupting his state with more unemployment than New York, the largest portion of it, portion of it coming from healthcare, where millions of lives will be lost as a result of that. So extrapolate that information for us, Daniel. What do you think that means? Is this an outlier? Or do you think it has, uh, me, it has something to say to us corporately as a country, especially given the uniqueness of the situation being bordered by states that did not issue formal shelter in places? So what do you think it means for the rest of the country? So it's more than just uh, uh, Minnesota. Obviously, numerous studies, in fact, the only people who have done studies on the efficacy of lockdowns state by state have proven unanswered, un, un, uh, you know, uh, deterred by any, any of what the meetings put, putting out there, that there is zero correlation coefficient between lockdowns and, um, and a positive result for COVID. In fact, they found more often um, the states that went less severe took longer to even implement what they were doing, had a better result most often. In fact, all those states had a good result. Um, the only reason why you don't say there's an inverse relationship is they happen to be low population mm -hmm. density states. But then again, Florida is, I don't know, Steve, it's number five. It's up there in the top population density states. It's pretty high up there, certainly in the top 10. And Florida had a better result than almost every other state um, like it, even smaller than it. Uh, so this is not an outlier. This is happening everywhere throughout the country. The lockdowns were clearly the most illogical, immoral, and illegal things our government has ever come, has ever done. And, and Steve, we can only begin to imagine the devastation. We could talk about the financial ruin, but we could also talk about a new Swiss study about the mental health, um, the lives lost, the years of li life lost due to the mental health, and God knows the years of life lost due to the physical healthcare procedures that were shut down. There's one other thing I want to share with your audience, Steve, that I think more than anything embodies the perverse perfidy and counterintuitive nature of what we're doing. So we lost 4.8% GDP at an annualized level for the first quarter. Now, it's only 4.8 because it really just was the final 10 days or so of the quarter that clipped the first quarter. Obviously, we're going to see 40% in this coming quarter. For, if you dig into the numbers by sector, 46% of the loss of national GDP during a plague was in healthcare. I want you to wrap your brain around that for a minute. If you have a national ubiquitous plague, you would think, look, everyone's going to be shut down. Everyone's going to be destroyed. Lives are going to be lost. But hey, if there's one ancillary benefit, healthcare is going to be booming. I mm -hmm. mean, it might be risky to their health. The doctors might risk catching the disease. It's certainly no picnic. But from a financial standpoint, they'd be working overtime. They might even have a shortage of workers. They're going to be overrun. Yet this was such a circular lie 
that we weren't overrun. We were overrun by two things. The lockdown shut down 50% of what they do. Then the panic porn that accompanies the both the, the political edicts and the media buttressing them kept people away even from the emergency, the emergent procedures. We now find OregonLive.com just published an article that found 78 – I think I think uh, 78 people died from COVID in the entire state, entire state of Oregon. But in addition to those 78, there's 167 more deaths from mid-March to mid-April than the previous three years, which tracked pretty closely. And they're very befuddled. They're kind of searching in the dark. Where is this? Corresponding data shows most of it's people dying at home. Steve, it's no mystery. People are terrified to go mm -hmm. out. And this is where the infection fatality rate matters. It's not that 0.2 or 0.3 wouldn't be a big deal. And it's not that these lives aren't important. It's what's what's but, the law of unintended consequences by overreacting exactly. to it. Yeah. If we're having Ebola with a 60% fatality rate, you're like, dude, you got to pretty God in the lockdown. <laughs> Absolutely. You got a heart condition. There's nothing I can do for you. Yep. But you got to be honest with people. If you have a heart condition and you're scared of COVID, well, there's a big difference of telling people it's 0.2, it's 0.3. Maybe your age bracket will be 0.8 or 1, but you got to get that heart procedure done. Georgia, Georgia, the aggression of their reopening has been overblown when you look at the specifics. I mean, they're putting some pretty tight requirements on a lot of these restaurants and stuff and theaters for reopening, but they are. But it's it's kind of become a symbol of the trend now that's going on around the country with a lot of these states beginning the reopening process. Georgia has a higher population density than at least three of the hardest hit states, Washington State, uh, Michigan, and Louisiana. It has a higher population density than Texas does, Daniel. So in, in about two weeks, Brian Kemp is either the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination or a mass murderer if the panic porn is right. If the panic porn is right, that state should be just like we were warned about Wisconsin after its primary election. And we did the study on this show on that data. That's not what happened. It's why suddenly after 20 plus years of lecturing us, we needed to be more like Sweden, that we now don't remember what a Sweden is. Well, the same people that were wrong on Sweden and the same people that were wrong on Wisconsin in a couple of weeks, what happens if they're wrong on Georgia? If they're wrong on Georgia, then everybody ought to be off their ass at that point. Steve, but the problem I'm having is they have so much panic porn that everyone forgets what happened three days prior. I mean, there is no accountability. We're seeing this all over. We saw with Florida. I mean, they just crushed DeSantis for being late to the game. And then even then, he never shut down churches and a lot of other things. And what, they have like 6% of their ventilators are are being used. Mm -hmm. um, barely any, any uh, fatalities there. And again, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to any other thing that's going on. The drug crisis, you name it. But it's a drop in the bucket compared to other stuff. The, the, the problem is they're always able to make us disprove a negative. Well, you know, it would have been worse had we not right. done it earlier. Right. It would have been. I mean, this is the game they keep playing. And what we're never going to see is I want to share with your audience another study I'm going to have coming out in, uh, in, in a couple of minutes. Um, Swiss researchers from the University of Bonn, together with American researchers from Mount Sinai Hospital, psychiatrists, child uh, psychologists as well, were involved in this. And they found in Switzerland that for a three-month duration of a lockdown, the cost of the self-isolation, 
meaning not the financial ruin, what that's going to do to a person's health, and then the healthcare shutdown that we just talked about, which is going to be exponentially worse in terms of year life years lost, just the suicides, depression, um, uh, domestic violence from the self-isolation, it's going to hit 2.1% of the population who will suffer an average of 9.7 years lost due to the lockdown trauma um, for a total of um, 1.8 million uh, uh, years of life lost. They extrapolated that to the United States, and they found if you take our population, it would result in a cumulative loss of 67.5 million years of life lost and affects 6.9 million Americans who will lose on average nearly 10 years of their life. And let me just say the 800 pound gorilla in the room that they didn't talk about is drugs. Uh, We have a much worse problem with that um, than uh, Switzerland does. So that is just, and, and they made it very clear, they didn't take into account the financial ruin. We all know from the Great Depression how many people died from that. And, and you know this might even be worse. They did not factor that in, Steve. So you know th- this is what it means. And they, ta- they use the word, it's important that policymakers factor mental health when conducting cost-benefit analyses of mitigation strategies. But I said to myself, that's the thing. There is no cost-benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. There wasn't six, eight weeks ago, right. and there is no effort to do so now. Very well said, my friend. Always good to see you. Keep up the good work. Outstanding work on Minnesota. We'll be waiting for this next piece as well. All right. Take care. God bless. God bless. So be honest, since the lockdown started, how have those weight loss goals gone for you? My guess is fallen by the wayside. Have you guys heard the new expression, the quarantine 15? Like the freshman 15 we go to college? I have not. Yeah, that's kind of a new thing right now. Well, the warmer weather is here, so why not hit the reboot button and declare May 1 New Year's Day 2.0 and get back on track with your weight loss goals. With doctor-developed Riduzone, it's an excellent way to curb cravings for the fattening foods that derail your discipline. Backed by two U.S. patents, Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA. That's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster and burns stored fat while reducing your calorie intake. So, Riduzone helps make it easier to resist those cravings that make it so hard to stay with the plan. All right, so Riduzone, though. It's exclusively available on the website at riduzone.com. Use the promo code Steve to save up to 65% off your order. That's riduzone.com. Save up to 65% off your first order, plus free shipping. They'll throw that in as well. When you use the promo code Steve at R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for riduzone.com. Gentlemen, your thoughts on what Daniel Horwich just happened to share with us. He's so right about how there just won't, be any reflection about being wrong because being right in the objective sense has never uh, been the goal along. It has it, it ultimately been a will to power. There is now a, a story that just came out in the last two days. A, an emergency room doctor in, in New, New York, York City mm-hmm. yep. came out and said, hey, for two weeks there, man, it was it was nuts. Um, but we're definitely uh, on the downslope now. We should be opening the country. And oh, by the way, uh, he said the lockdowns probably had nothing to do with bringing it down. This is probably a natural spike. He was at the center of this, and he refuses to drink the panic porn. But do you, is he a household name? Across America, he right. should be, but right. he won't be, and he never will be. Mm. A word on the panic porn, and, and Daniel is absolutely right about that, because we forget about Wisconsin, we're going to forget about Georgia, everything that was said about those two places, uh, we're going to forget about all of this. 
Nobody's talking about Colorado still because they have a they have a progressive in the governor's mansion there. So we're we're not talking about Colorado, no. But we will talk about Georgia. It's just some difference. I'm not sure why. You know, I'm I'm not sure why that's the case. But a, a word on the panic porn. There's always always this endless trove of panic. It seems that people can just contrive, make up, go to their favorite panic peddlers, the the prophets of scientism, the uh, Neil Ferguson's, the, the the Murray model, the Gates Foundation model, the IHME uh, uh, model, you know, the Fauci, um, uh, the talking head. The, people have this endless supply of, of panic porn. And Daniel is absolutely right. It keeps going back to once you have, if you're even able to disengage with them. And here's another thing that's going to happen in the next two weeks. There's, they're, they're going to be increasingly less likely to try to engage with you on any, any level whatsoever. It's going to go right back to you hate old people. It's just going to go right back to demagoguing. You're a racist somehow. That's going to happen a lot more in the next two weeks. But it always comes back to, and Daniel mentioned this, trying to prove a negative. The, unfalsifi- the unfalsifiability fallacy. Don't fall for that banana in the tailpipe. Okay, it's a fallacious. It's it always comes back to a fallacious argumentation tactic. Go back to what you said at the beginning of the show, Steve. Increasingly mock these fools. Mm-hmm. Increasingly mock them. We talked about those doctors from Bakersfield, California, yesterday, and I'm finally starting to see what people's problem in air quotes, is with their analysis. And it, they're squabbling about extrapolation of data or maybe extrapolation of the wrong data set. Fine, if you want to say that. They don't say anything, anything at all about what these doctors are talking about, which was probably a good chunk of that. I, I want to say probably a third, if not more, of that video where the doctor's talking about the secondary unintended consequences, the domestic violence, the abuse, the alcoholism, the missed treatments for cancer, all of these other things that we're not talking about. The increase in disease that we're going to have because we've suppressed our immune systems. And then when we come back and start interacting with people again, we're going to have understaffed hospitals and disease running rampant because of our immune systems. But they don't talk about any of that because it doesn't help their narrative. That's right. Because the doctors were actually right. That's right. Yep. Nailed it. We're going to stick around, do some overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you again tomorrow. Noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.